Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, December 30th. We are right on the cusp of the end of the year. It's going to be an exciting episode. Last show of the year. Very exciting. Today's episode 157. Also, I wanted to remind you that we have no shows next week. We are taking a break off break to reset some time off. We're still going to be very hard at work behind the scenes, but uh, in meeting and all that stuff. But uh, just a, a week to reset is nice. Sometimes it's been a crazy year. Uh, Light fires grown leaps and bounds. And so it's going to be a nice reprieve to sit there and be like, okay, we can reset some of these graphics. We want to update the thumbnails every year. So we're going to be debuting our new thumbnails on the episode that begins on Monday, January 9th. That's right. We will be back on Monday, January 9th, back in action, ready to take on 2023. So it's going to be very exciting. Also, we are in these last two days of the year, really crucial for end of year fundraising here at the Elijah list. And so uh, we're just requesting, you know, if, if you are, you've been thinking about it, you've been sitting on the fence and you're like, you know, I've been really blessed by Elijah fire and I should support them. I should, I should donate to them. Today's the day. Today and tomorrow are the days. So long as that last donation is time stamped at least by December 31st of 2022, you can write it off on your 2022 tax returns. So um, elijahfire.com slash donate is how you do that. We also have a, a mailing address at the end. We play a little outro. It's got the mailing address if you want to mail a check or it's in the description. One of the other things that we've been doing with donations is we have been making some amazing efforts by digging freshwater wells over in Uganda. We've partnered with Show Mercy International who are amazing. We love them. They've been longstanding friends of the Elijah List and Steve Schultz and Mike and Lori Sally. And uh, we also have expanded you guys to, we've done dug some wells already in Nepal and in Ethiopia. And I am so stoked, you guys. That is like amazing. This is the stuff that that us as Christians, we should be caring about, among other things. But um, this is one of the things that I've been very passionate about for a long time is, is these types of things. I was in missions for several years and we did this kind of stuff. So very exciting. I'm going to play an end of the year well update just to thank you guys also for your donations already. All of you have donated. You've been super generous. We love you guys. So we're going to play this and then we're going to get into today's amazing episode. There we go, everybody. Elijahfire.com slash donate. Obviously, you can pause or rewind the addresses there. You can wait till the end or you can go to the description if you plan on mailing a check instead. So thank you in advance, you guys. God bless you guys. 2023 is going to be an amazing year, both for the, the Wells, for Elijah Fire, and even in your own lives. Can't wait. Very exciting. Can't wait to hear the testimonies. It's going to be awesome. So speaking of awesome, everybody, my guest today is awesome. I think she's great. And so blessed that she even says yes to coming on this show because I, I I just have always been a big fan of her ministry and what she's been doing. So she's an author. She's a speaker. Uh, she's also a dream interpreter. And that's taken her to some like crazy places like porn conventions and Burning Man and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to be talking about a word that she has for 2023 that's super amazing. I think you guys are going to be really uh, encouraged, especially as this is like the last show of the year. We're right on the cusp of 2023. It's super exciting. So let's give it up for my guest today. Founder of Freedom Lounge, Cindy McGill. Cindy McGill, hello. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Happy almost 2023. <laughs> right. Yeah. This year has flown by. Crazy. 
Yes, it has. It's crazy. Yes, it's it nuts. has. Tomorrow's yeah, it your birthday. Like just, yeah, what's that? Tomorrow's your birthday. Woo! Yes, it is. <laughs> it's Jeff's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the birthday extravaganza episode. You know, right. we're just going to. Um, and it feels like just yesterday we had you on for the the dream series. I And it's just like I blinked and all of a sudden now it's it's the end of December. It's crazy. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, that was a I enjoyed doing those uh, trainings and then the live ones. Yeah, that was really fun. Super fun. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Hopefully we can do more of that stuff in 2023. Um, so, OK, Cindy, you released um, for those who want to read this. We have we posted this word on Facebook, on the Elijah List Facebook. There's a link in the description. It'll take you right there if you want to kind of like read it later slash kind of follow along. I don't know that we're going to be following it verbatim from start to finish, but um, you released a word about 2023 and it's really exciting. So we're going to be talking about that. So I'm going to give you the floor and you can just start talking. All right. <laughs> Go for it. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually got this word back in October or maybe it was late September. And um. I just began to jot down some things that I felt were really important for us moving mm -hmm. forward yeah. into the new year. Um, everything, there's been so many things that have caught us by surprise. We weren't sure what had happened. Uh, you know, I started, I think, with, I mean, it's kind of always been that way, but mostly in the last couple of years with COVID and that kind of thing. And um, so I just wanted to know, I thought, you know, let me just get a, a little picture, give me some insight god about what we are can expect and i felt that it was very strong i mean it just it just kind of came and it was like a waterfall you know and i like it when god does that kind of thing because you don't have to think it up it just it just falls right into your spirit and it just says a yes you know in the spirit so I wanted to uh, start with, of course, um, I think that one of the, and we're already seeing this happen, uh, seriously, I'm hearing it from uh, people that do know him and people that do not know him on YouTube and different things and, um, uh, you know, on Twitter and different things, people are having dreams and they're having visions. And we knew that it was going to be a major player in the days ahead. There will be things that will be exposed. There are things that are going to be uh, revealed. Mm -hmm. There's uh, information, guidance. Uh, there's going to be um, information given to us to keep us from uh, falling, like it talks about in Job. Um, I think it's 34, where it says, you know, it's it, God speaks to us one way, then another, but man doesn't perceive it. In a dream, in the vision in the night, God opens your mind and seals your instruction as a warning to warn you, to keep you back from certain things. So you can go back and read that. It's in uh, my book, uh, What Your Dreams Are Telling You. And it's also in Words That Work, the two books. So you want to make sure that you pay attention to your dreams. You write them down. Um, dreams are layered. That mm -hmm. means uh, what you could be dreaming right now, it may have some uh, information for you to act immediately or to understand. But if they're also, as time is lived, as your life is lived, other things will be unfolded. So I always think of it like uh, reading the, the word. If you read the word, it'll say something to you that means something to you that you want to act on. Then you go back and read it in two or three months. And now it says something completely different mm -hmm. or a whole new um, emphasis 
on it. So dreams are the same way, dreams and visions. They're going to be accompanied by angel visits. And I'm already hearing people are talking about angel visits. They're having supernatural encounters. This is all part of when God is doing a move. It's mm. a move of God. It is an outpouring from heaven. The angels are, you will see an increase. Mm. It's just a spiritual activity. It always happens. Um, we've lived through now. <laughs> we're not, uh, I was talking to a, a, a pastor, Tory Brewer earlier <laughs> this week, and he goes, you've been safe since the thirties. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were born then. You know? <laughs> but I'm always talking about back in the day, you know, that uh, uh, when the Jesus movement happened, that's when my husband and I both uh -huh. um, understood about Jesus. We, we got born again at that time. We got spirit filled at that time. Supernatural things were happening all around us. Miracles were taking place. I mean, daily, it just seemed like that was just normal. It just became normal to see and hear about dream or miracles. But uh, the angelic was uh, very active back then as well. And so we're seeing that happen again. There is a move of God that is happening. We are, we are, we're fooling ourselves to think that things will just be the same. They're mm, not yeah. going to be the same. Thank and God. So, seriously. I know, right. <laughs> but with it, remember with a battle always comes your challenges. It comes your, uh, your uncertainties. It comes with things that you're not clear about. You're not really sure. Uh, you know, what, what do we do? I know that when uh, COVID hit, um, uh, and everyone was going out and panic buying. They were buying toilet paper and paper towels. You couldn't find napkins. You couldn't find diapers. You can buy anything, you know? And I thought, what on earth is happening here? Yeah. Water was gone. Everything was gone out of Costco. And I thought, what is happening? And I went right before God. And this is important. I went right before God at that time and said, what is happening? And I knew that it was, uh, it was a fear factor. It was something to produce fear. Yes. Was it real? Yes. Did it have an impact on people? Yes. But were people falling over on the ground, you know, on the streets because it wasn't, you know. And so uh, I, I had to understand to listen to God. What is it that you want? What is happening? And then what do we do with what is happening? Who do we listen to? What sources are credible? Um, and, you know, it, it was a real wake up and learning curve. Again, another level of learning. Listen to the voice of the good shepherd, the voice of another we don't listen to. Right. So uh, that's not the only thing that's going to come and, and try and throw a curveball. Whenever there's some kind of an event that takes place, there's some kind of uh, big woo-woo in the news or pay attention to this or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's usually a distraction to try and get you to look there so that you're missing what's really going on. Okay. So we have to learn how to listen from kingdom perspective, listen to Jesus, mm -hmm. listen to him, talk to us, listen to God. Um, and uh, so it, it's going to make a huge difference when we do that. Right now, there's, uh, we're developing and people are starting to develop these small uh, prayer groups. I think I put that in the, the word, small yeah. is the new big. 
And uh, when you, I, I believe these prayer groups are going to begin to be like uh, ignited fires. There's, there's going to be these huge, this start small and everyone's connected and everyone's hearing and they're on the same page. And then it will ignite a, a fire from heaven that will spread in its grassroots. Jesus loves doing things grassroots. He, yeah, he he's does. grassroots himself, mm -hmm. right? And so um, these are things that are happening. I happen to be part of, a, I'm really honored actually to be part of a group that I see growing called Her Voice. It's with Jenny Donnelly. It's with Lou Engel. It's nice. with um, uh, Callie Ship and um, her sister, Cindy Mooring. And there's just this uh, rise of women not just women, but yes, women that are that are building intercessory groups and building uh, pods. They call them prayer hubs, where um, they're starting to pray because prayer will change things. Mm -hmm. Prayer will change the outcome, change the atmosphere. It will change your heart. It will change your community's heart. It will change your circumstances. You know, it'll begin to uh, shift and change because God is looking for people who in that day seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near. Right. Mm -hmm. And let the wicked forsake his way. Like there is a call to repentance. There is this thing where people are, are, are going to have to come uh, square up with sin, square up with it. If you've been caught in it, if you've been having, uh, you know, times where you just know, you know, it's, it's like anything else, you know, just God has a way of escape. He's got a whole new beginning. He's got a whole new pathway and he's got things that he wants to show us when we're not caught up in the old stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, I saw families being restored. And that's going to probably come from the prayer groups as well. I mean, where people come together and they start to pray. I know that just family units, if you can get even one or two of you together, you know, in a family or, or just people that love you and that will come together and stand with you in unity and agreement, God will begin to heal your kids. He'll do stuff. And, and I always like it because it says um, in Romans 8, 28, God is always working all things together for good to those who love him, right? So he's beside, behind the scenes working uh, for his circumstances. He's, he's creating, I always liked Bob Mumford years ago. Years ago, here we go. You're born. Yeah, in I America. don't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> he was a, he was one of our fiery teachers way back in the, in the, uh, in the seventies. And uh, he was part of what they call the Fort Lauderdale Four. It was four uh, speak, you know, pa uh, pastors and teachers that came together. But Bob Mumford always used to quote and say, "You can look him up. He's got some really good information." I mean, the guy was a legend in my yeah. Day, I'm gonna look know? him up. Yeah, and he said, "God has a fix that will fix you." Hmm. Yeah. And I loved it because it yeah. was like it, you know, whatever might be out of your hands, as it pertains to your kids as it pertains to your husbands, your spouses, your relatives, whatever family, prodigal, you know, um, they're going to be uh, restored. I, he I heard someone recently, I was talking to them about their kid that was out of control. And uh, the person said to me, it was so cool. She's a good friend and an intercessor, actually. And she said, you know, 
when your kids say yes to Jesus, and even when they're young, um, there's a promise in that. And that is that um, you, I, behold, I hold you in the palm of my hand. And then Jesus says, and nothing, nothing shall by any means pluck you out. So if your kids are running, they're only running this far. Mm. <laughs> they can only yeah. run this far because he said nothing shall by any means pluck you out of my hand. Hmm. So he's got a grasp on your kids, on your loved ones, on it doesn't matter what they're involved in. I have watched drug addicted pastors, kids who, you know, I'm, I'm, we pastored, so I've got kids or mm -hmm. pastors, kids, right. Get completely delivered from drugs. I mean, completely. My kids were never involved in drugs like that, but I know kids that, that have been, and they were raised in church. They were raised as pastor's kids and they, they were deep into it. Some of them into meth and different things. And when they got straightened out, when God got a hold of them and they made that decision to come back to him, turn straight back around and come back to him, they went and got tested. They went and got tested to see if there was any evidence of meth still in their body, because it's, uh, I understand that it, um, it, it remains in the tip of your tongue and in your hair follicles, wow. right? Yeah. They got tested and not a trace. Wow. Not a trace of meth was still in their system. So God is doing these extreme measures, I'm going to say, to bring your families back together. And with it, there's going to be a, a you know, he has been forgiven much, loves all the more, right? So they come back. Now they know. They know what's going on. And, and I really love past, the pastor's kids because they'll call it like it is. They're not afraid yeah. to say what it is, you know, yeah. it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to confront. They're not afraid to say, you know, whatever it might be. They're not phony. They're not fake. They don't care. And uh, so they come back. I love them. I think they're going to be the greatest leaders in the days ahead. I think they're going to come back and go, yeah, I blew it. I mean, look at Alice Cooper, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. I remembered him. Uh, I, I saw him before I got born again and yeah. he was doing all these weird things. And uh -huh. now here he is back um, stronger than ever yeah. um, and bringing people out of addiction and out of terrible and destructive lifestyles. So, you know, and he's a pastor's kid. And so oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, you know, we're we're just watching this happen again. So uh, families will be restored. Families are going to be, I saw uh, people becoming uh, very, very interested in the family unit. Hmm. I saw them wanting to have a whole family because they've been raised without one. They've been raised um, without a father figure, without a mother figure. The, the parents haven't been present or whatever. And now they're grown and they're having children and they don't want to live that lifestyle. Um, I have someone, a friend of mine who um, actually on their, um, on their Instagram, I think page, um, uh, they were raised in a very, very dysfunctional home, not a pastor's kid, just a kid. Mm -hmm. And now he's got kids of his own. And um, the uh, line did not choose the thug life. 
I did not choose the thug life. And I thought, this is what's happening. They're, they're like looking for the real deal. Hmm. What is the family unit supposed to look like? How is this supposed to function? How, how are people to be available to one another? And with it comes a richness because it's the way God designed it. It's the way yeah. that God made it to happen, right? So mm -hmm. that, that people can see, you know, the families are going to be a very strong impact on the culture. Yeah. Um, if you think about, you know, back years, well, <laughs> I keep saying, I need to quit saying years ago. Back in the day. But back yeah. in the day, <laughs> um, uh, we had wholesome sitcoms and stuff uh, yeah. to watch, you know? Yeah. We had uh, Father Knows Best. We had Leave It to Beaver. We had um, the Ozzie and Harriet. And they were all a family unit. And they had, um, you know, they had kids that had real problems, but they sat together at a table at dinner and they discussed certain problems. And that was just on normal TV, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so... Um, I believe that, you know, because history does repeat itself, but also because the families are going to be a very strong foundation stone in the days ahead. I just know it. I know mm -hmm. it. I know it for a fact. I mean, I just see it so yeah. clearly yeah. that God is going to restore families. Um, though if you have a challenge, it'll probably be the older brother, <laughs> you know, yeah. when the prodigal comes home, uh -huh. it'll yeah. be the older brother that goes, wait a minute. You know, yeah. what about I me? Yeah, yeah. What about me? I didn't go do all that stuff, mm -hmm. but, yeah. um, but God's going to give grace to restore and bring people back into perspective that way. Yep. Um, I also wrote down that wisdom of God will be your best friend. Hmm. The beginning of wisdom or the fear of the Lord is the beginning That's of right. wisdom. Yeah. So there's a return of the fear of the Lord. And uh, if you're going to fear something, you might as well fear God. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, and that is where you just don't want to do what he doesn't want you to do. And, and you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. Yeah. And that's what will happen. It's, it's almost as if God circumcises your heart and he causes you to think his thoughts and he, he wants you, your heart. Remember we uh, sang in the nineties, I think there was a worship song that came out and said, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hosanna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remembered that because it was so true in my, in my walk at that time, it was like, break my heart for what breaks yours. I don't even know what breaks your heart. I don't even, because I've been so caught up in myself. I don't even know. Well, I think sometimes we think we, I think we think that we know. That uh, what God like in our head, but actually asking God, I think yeah. is you know it's because we might we might be surprised by the answer. I know. Well, I think He's going to bring us face to face with our own stuff yeah. as well. You know, there's a lot of things that we think we're doing okay, but God wants to be. He wants to search us, and we should allow that because He loves us. There's nothing wrong with asking God to search me and try me and see if there's wicked stuff in me and if so deal with it, I want to deal with it, bring it face to face. Give me a way out. It's like the matrix. I need a way of, I need an exit, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Give me a way to get this out of my life where I don't go fall back in, into, um, you know, these patterns and things and break, bring me into transform my life, transform my mind and transform me into what you need me to do. Yeah. Because to the point of surrender, 
Okay, this is always the way it goes with discipleship. To the point of surrender is to the point of power that you'll operate in because God sees he can trust you. And so that's where um, the wisdom, uh, the sons and the daughters, I went through that myself, um, where I had uh, in 92, God moved us from, we were pastoring, we'd done, I don't know, I don't know how many churches, you get to the point where you just want to block it out, (laughs) you know, and, um, but uh, we moved to the Oregon coast and it was during that time that I fell apart. I had an emotional breakdown Mm. as a pastor, as pastor's wife. God told me, talk about it freely, be open about it. Don't cover it up. Don't try and put, you know, sugarcoat it. Just tell it like it is. And I did. And I was, I had to go through that searching time where, I said, you know, God, I think I love you, but your church sucks. That's what I said. And God said to me, well, you're the church. Do you suck? (laughs) And I was like, well, no. No, I'm amazing. (laughs) Definitely not me. Yeah. Right. And he said, Cindy, you know, you're, you're in this situation. You're having this time Mm -hmm. of refiguring. That's the only way I could put it. I felt like I was clay. I felt like he was reforming me. And he said, you're doing, you're having this type of, of an event happen in your life right now, because I saw God said, I saw from heaven that you've listened to everyone, but me and you've obeyed everyone, but me. Wow. And he said, as a pastor, as a, as a church leader, you know, people in a position of leadership, people come to you and they want you to fix them. And you take it on because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And he said, I, you're my daughter before you're my minister and don't get that messed up again. Hmm. And so I knew that I had to regain my relationship with dad, with my father, God, as dad, as Abba, as daddy. And that it, it was like, you want to talk about 500 pounds of weight falling off your back. Like I, I became unresponsible for things that I had thought I was responsible for to, you know, as trying to do the thing, doing, doing the church, doing the, taking care of people, praying for people, you know, pretty soon you just like, God, why don't you pray for me? You know? And, um, so I, I got to uh, the point where God was like, you're my daughter. I don't want you I don't want you worn out. I don't want you torn apart. I don't want you giving out of where um, my husband used to say, when you stop burning oil, you start burning wick. Yeah, that's a good, that's really good. And so, you know, when you don't have oil in your own lamp because you're giving out to so many people and you're, and I'm an evangelist too. So I'm always looking at like, oh my gosh, you know, how can I be available and how can I bring truth and life to people? And, and so with it, and people are there now, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, the weathered, the weathered Mm -hmm. and the weary. Okay. And that's when you get a refreshing, God's going to refresh you. He's going to pour his spirit out. He's going to refresh his kids. He's going to refresh the ones who've been, we've been battling, we've been warring, we've been fighting, we've been 
we've been in a, a state of, of circling the airfield. I felt like we were in a holding pattern, you know, what are we doing? What are we supposed to do? How do we, and, and I don't want to involve myself with things that are too great for me that I'm not even supposed to be a part of. Cause I have to disinvolve, de-involve myself when yeah. God appoints me to a certain thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that'll be your relationship. It's going to be a big, big deal. Find it. If you don't know that you're God's kid before you're his minister, before you, you know, you don't attach your identity to your assignment. Your assignment's going to change. So you're, you're, you know, you're just doing a thing for, for a period of time. Your gifts and your callings are without repentance. You're always going to operate in them but you're not the only one. And I'll give you a little story about that because um, I think it was in the mid eighties. Um, I was working, you know, how you usually pastor and then you also have a job to side hustle or whatever. Side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I was just working in the dental field. I'd always done that since high okay. school. And yeah. um, I was working for a young dentist and um and he had an, a practice at nighttime because he just graduated school and he couldn't afford to like build his own business and get us all equipment and stuff. So the dentist would work that owned the practice would work through the day. And then he would take the uh, patients in the evening, which was a oh, smart wow. idea because yeah, a lot of bad. people can't get off work, you know, to come mm -hmm. in and get their teeth fixed. So it worked out really well for him. And he was just a young guy. He was single and I was I'm married. I had two kids and I was talking to him about the Lord, you know, and um, that was back in the eighties and just explaining about, you know, God loves you and he's got a purpose and my goodness, you've got your whole life ahead for you and this and that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And um, I talked about the power of, at that time, I didn't know any better. You know, I just start talking about the Holy Spirit and about how he works. And he went to a spirit-filled church back in that time. And again, in the eight, uh, early 80s, mid 80s, um, people were still, he, <laughs> um, going to a charismatic church is, is a mind blower for people who are <laughs> from conventional churches, right? Mm -hmm. Or haven't really ever gone maybe mm -hmm. to a church. And he thought it was whacked out. He thought like, what are you, you know, this is a crazy way to, this is like a circus or mm -hmm. some sort. And, um, but I had a chance, you know, to talk with him. I, tr I answered questions. I was right with him. I worked there for around six months and I had to um, actually get a different job uh, working full time instead of part time because we needed the, the, the money. So I, um, I went to work for a full time dentist at, a, at another clinic. And about two months later, I heard that this guy had just had, he just, he had said to me before he said, and he said to a patient that I know that went there too, I got him involved with that guy. And he said, I need new friends. He said, I've got a new life. I need new friends. Mm -hmm. And I knew that he was probably dealing with some 
you know, I, I call them demons, you know, just things that maybe he dealt with or had just, and, um, and I got word that over just a weekend, he just decided to go up to his parents' cabin on a lake and he, he shot himself, he killed himself. And I want to tell you that my heart was broken a hundred different ways. I thought I, I went, I went before God and I said, God, I, what, what could I have done? Like I talked to him, I told him about you. I, I answered his questions. I prayed for him. You know, he, he didn't want to pray with me. He never, you know, he just wasn't to that point. And I don't know if at the end he, he did or not, but, but the Lord spoke to me this because I went through three days of agony. Yeah, I went through three days going, what, how did this happen? Why did this happen? He was a young man. He had all of this ahead of him and God interrupted at the end of three days. I mean, I was like on a fast three days. I was like, I don't get it. I don't know what happened to this guy. And the Lord interrupted my whole swirling process in my mind, trying to figure it out. And you know what he said to me? He said, Cindy, you are not the only person that I had in his life. And again, it took the responsibility off of me. God removed me from a, a burden that I was carrying that I was never designed to carry. And there's that performance thing again. There's that, you know, your, your, your heart is right, but you're, you're, you're taking almost almost like I was taking the place of God. Like I thought I was the one who needed to be that person to say something. I was the one who should have been awakened. I should have called him. I should have, you know, whatever you beat yourself up. It's a very real, real thing right there. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of us have gone through that. I think everybody's gone through that. some Yeah. And God just said to me, I mean, it was so clear. And he said, you're not the only person I had. Hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're taking this on. Well, those kinds of things take a toll on you, you know, after a while. So when I, when I got to the place where God said, you're my daughter, you're my daughter, you know, before you're my minister. And I, I, I'm going to guide and lead your life. I just need you have. And when it, it, he said, you stand before me and me alone. You're, that's the only one. In fact, I had an angel visit during that time when he spoke that to me about being a daughter. And the angel said he's he was in the bathroom with me. That was so <laughs> true. It's the truth. Yeah. And I was I knew he was there. I could see him like I could see you. And wow. I was having these incredible supernatural moments when I was just going through that deep breakdown really breaking off all this stuff that I thought I had to do. Right. And, and the angel said to me, how do you stand in the broad place? How do you stand in the broad place? And I'm like, I'm in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> like, can you, you give me a minute? <laughs> can you give me a minute? You know? And I mean, he wouldn't let up. And I said, well, I, I call him a, he, I don't think angels have gender. I don't mm. know that. But I, to me, it looked like, you know, it could have been, I don't know. And so anyway, I said, well, okay, obviously I don't know how to stand in the broad place. So why don't you tell me? And he said to this, he said, 
you stand in the broad place the same way you stand in the narrow place. It's no different. Hmm. He said, you're only responsible to hear from God. Well done. He's the only one that you, that, that he's, he's given you an assignment and he will lead you and guide you. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's no different. If I stand before one, or I stand before 5,000, <coughs> it won't matter. Hmm. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, that is crazy. It's like God was going, I need to teach you my ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're heading into now. God's going to teach us his ways. It's wisdom. Wisdom from God is your best friend. Hmm. He's going to teach us his ways. He already told us your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. You've got some information. You've got some things that you're doing, some things that you know. You're, you're walking in obedience to the life that you have, to the knowledge that you have. Yeah. We're entering in now, though, to a season where the mysteries of God that have been stored up. We haven't even had access to that. Yeah, see, that's like so exciting. Now we're going to need the wisdom of God to know how to operate as the mysteries are being revealed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's really important that we have that, you know, that responsibility to be, to be his kids. Yeah. To be his kids. Sonship is a big deal. Sonship is where you run to God instead of away from him. Mm-hmm. When you do something stupid or you've sinned or you've blown it, you run to him. Mm-hmm. He is an all embracing, all loving and all compassionate God. He, he, he is your dad. He is yeah. the one who loves you. Yeah. And that's you what know? I say. That's what I say. I've said it a couple of times on this show. We've talked about, uh, you know, whether you've blown it or whether you have questions or doubts or you're sad or you're happy or whatever, run to him don't run away. Be like, well, I don't think this part of the Bible is true, or I'm having a really hard time with this aspect of God. I'm going to go find answers somewhere else. No, like take those things. Like there's nothing we can do out here to like prepare ourselves to approach the throne. I mean, scripture says we may approach the throne boldly now. So go. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You come boldly to the throne of grace and you find life for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and he'll reveal things to you and show you. This is a cool thing, too, because he'll show you what the devil's attempt was to try and trip you up. Mm-hmm. He'll, even, he'll even enlighten you to see, oh, that was a trap. That was a trick. That was something mm-hmm. that tried to get you off, off kilter. It's, it's kind of what we said earlier. Whenever you see the big puffy news story, you're like, well, what's going on behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you're trying to make me look over here. It's a distraction. Yeah. But what's really going on, you know? Yeah. yeah. So really quick, Cindy, um, I, cause I know there's some new newer Christians that watch the show, um, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Uh, but um, I have a great definition for wisdom found in the Bible uh, and it's James chapter three verses 17 and 18. So yes. James chapter three, verses 17 and 18. For those of you who want to like write on a post, you know, post it and put on your, your, your mirror or something. Uh, but it says, yes. but the wisdom of God that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, 
That's than right. Loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere peacemakers yes. who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So Right. And then what does it say just before that? The wisdom that is from the earth. Yeah, it, it says, uh, it says, uh, yeah, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. That's right. Yeah. So there's two types of wisdom, and you have to know which one that you're listening to and the one that you're following. Mm hmm. And so you'll have fruit that follows. Everything of God will always have fruit that remains. It will be something that will be, uh, and it will add to and be, and be healthy. And it will give you peace and it will give you joy and it will give you answers. Okay. It will give you answers. Now there's super, you know, there's, I've noticed with dream interpretation, a lot of times I'll get the interpretation of the dream. Then I also get the wisdom that goes along with it to give direction to the person. So God gives me wisdom many, many times. It's a gift of wisdom, mm -hmm. like what we find in first Corinthians 12. Yeah. You know, you have a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. And so, uh, but wisdom's going to be your, a great friend to be one of your best friends in the days to come. Be wise, yeah. be wise, even out there where we go. Thing is, we go. <laughs> We're not yeah. just making this stuff up. Yeah, We're the actually there. Yeah. We're hands on. We're feet on the ground. We're boots on the ground, you know? And so when we get in there, we have to be wise as serpents. Absolutely. And harmless as doves where we're going. Uh, I said that old habit patterns won't be used to navigate life in the days mm, to come. It's huge. This is where you're going to become clay. If you can become clay, and know that he's the potter and, and you're the clay. He's going to refashion you and reform you. He will remove from you things that you no longer need in order to operate in spiritual matters. Mm. Now, I had to learn this when I went to, well, I guess the best example would be uh, Burning Man. Because I had always thought that I should tell everybody about Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. everybody has to hear that word, Jesus. And they need to know because, um, you know, we, we had it in our mind that, um, we have to say his name. We have to say Jesus. Otherwise yeah. they'll think that you're a psychic or you're this, or uh -huh. you're they'll that. insert whatever kind of thing into, into the source of that, the medium of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God had to teach me. He said, listen, they know you're coming from a spirit that they're not familiar with. Mm. And that's me. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming from the spirit of truth. So you don't have to say my name. Then I went back into the Bible and I looked at how Jesus conducted himself. Jesus, who spent time with God, who only heard what the father said, who only did what the father did. And if there were times when, you know, it's in my book, Words That Work, <laughs> I'll give another plug for it. Yeah. This is one of the most, I don't know where it goes. Because <laughs> of your green screen, that's awesome. Yeah. It's disappeared. I've disappeared. Everything's disappeared. Words That Work. There we go. We got it. <laughs> Good night. 
technology. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. It's got to be another way. Yeah. So there's um, also a uh, a link in the description, everybody, to words that work. Words so, that work. You yeah, can get you it can on my it. website. Send yeah, me a perfect two week guide for this next year whatever i can't talk it is a perfect guide for the yeah. for the days we're living in right mm. now because remember um i went back in scripture and in the book and i def, i define it i sh i share it with you and tell you the times when he told people sternly warned people not to say anything and there were times when jesus was walking right alongside people who he had minister to or healed or whatever and they didn't even recognize him yeah you know so yeah. there is a element of secret and mystery that god maintains he knows when he needs to be when he needs to be identified and when he does not and that was a real learning curve for me because i thought well maybe i'm their last touch what if what if i don't say jesus and then they go out and get hit by a bus. And now, you know, they didn't know that it was Jesus. And once again, you know, God's here. He is. He's like, Do, am I that shallow? Am I that shorthanded that mm -hmm. I can't reach in and reveal myself to people before anything happens? Like, I need you to go with the process, how I want to communicate to the person that I'm bringing you in contact with yeah i need for you to be my mouth and my and i need you to do it my way once again my ways were not his ways and my thoughts were not his thoughts so he had to retrain me because i noticed that when i said it too soon uh a wall would go up if they were god hardened godless yeah. or god confused yeah. and so i had to learn and so with this old habit patterns will not be used to navigate this life. You're not living in the same world. Yeah. We're not even living with the same mindset. People don't even understand. They don't even know. They have been so duped to believe things that aren't true that they are, they, they're living in a spirit of confusion. Now, here's what happens. God is not the author of confusion. Right. You know, he's not the author of it. Well, if he didn't author it, then we don't have any business living in it. Hmm. Okay. So he's the author of truth. So when you show up, you're carrying a spirit of truth. You're carrying the Holy Spirit who in his light, you see light. And when the spirit of the truth, when the, uh, when Jesus sets people free, they're free indeed. And where the spirit of the truth is, there is freedom, you know, and so that's why we created Freedom Lounge, because where the spirit of God is, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yeah. So we carry that. And, and what happens is when just by showing up, I'm going to get into this too, just by showing up certain places, you're carrying a supernatural presence. Yeah. You don't even, you might not even be aware of it, Yeah. but you're carrying a supernatural presence. That's just like when it says it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Mm -hmm. Did you know that that's a supernatural kindness? Yeah. It's not even your own kindness. Well, this is huge, Cindy, because uh, especially as we're in, I mean, not even just, I, I don't even think this is necessarily even just for 2023. This is just, I think the way we're going to be walking and 
it really it frees people of a lot of guilt they may feel when you know maybe things even if they did say something they felt like they were supposed to say something and it didn't quite come out the way they wanted they got out what they were felt like they were supposed to say but we've all been in one of those situations sure, where like, oh, yeah. and uh jesus and uh, uh you know and yeah it's just awkward like fumbling your way through it and you're like oh yeah. you idiot i should have just said it <laughs> you know like and you're walking away and it's like is God so small that he can't operate because we said something slightly <laughs> fumbled and, and, and then even if you don't say something, if you were like, it's reevaluating, re redefining what it means yeah. to be his torchbearers, his, you know, yeah. bringing his spirit into places. Here's something cool that happens to me. And it happened a lot when I was learning to interpret dreams mm -hmm. on the street. I mean, I interpret dreams for people that don't go to church. Okay. So I'm, I'm out in the middle of them <laughs> and all their stuff and everything. I'm, I, I interpret more dreams for people that are not saved than those who are. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there's times when I was learning to interpret dreams. This is how to kind of go along with your statement. Mm -hmm. um, and I would, I would give them an interpretation when I heard the dream that I thought that it meant, and they would have this aha moment and they would go, Oh my goodness. When you said this or that or whatever. And I knew that I didn't say that. <laughs> No. I didn't even say that. <laughs> I didn't even use those same words. Yeah. And while I was just practicing learning to interpret just to give them an answer, God was talking to them. Again, yeah. we carry the presence of the spirit of truth. So even if we, 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 we beat ourselves up way too way much. Way too much. Yeah. We need to cut ourselves some slack, man. We're mm -hmm. trying our best. We're doing what we think we can do. Mm -hmm. But God will intercept your, your conversation and tell them what he wants them to hear. Yeah. Well, I think, and, too, like there was um, like I know Brother Andrew, I think it was like in the 80s and 70s and 80s or something. He would sneak into the Soviet cases of Bibles and he would just pray for their their eyes to be, you know, they would open all the suitcases and he just pray for their eyes to be blocked. And yeah, God would right. block their eyes. So it's like, if he can do that, he can yeah. do, he can change your words the way that somebody's perceiving what you're saying even. Yeah. Well, you know, Corey Tim Boom went that, through that too, where she was trying to sneak her Bible through the security at the prison. And, and yeah. she said, God, you've made, you've made blind eyes see. Can you make seeing eyes blind? <laughs> And so yeah. again, God so did cool. that for her as a yeah. miracle and just got her through and she had her Bible there. And so um, there, uh, this all has to do with preparation. It has to do with what God is taking us through right now. He's going to prepare you for every season you're going to enter into. Mm -hmm. He's faithful to do that. And he's faithful to bring you into correction and help you to walk in a way now that you didn't walk before you're going to walk in a way you've never walked. You've never done. You haven't been this way before. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we haven't been this way before. I, I, I haven't had to deal with people who think that they're a, a reptile. I haven't yeah. had to deal with people that, I mean, literally they're, they're fully convinced 
and they dress like it and they act like it. And I haven't had to deal with people who were so, you know, demonically influenced in their identity and who they think they are, that they, they drill holes in their head, they get implants, they screw in horns, they do all these things. I've never had to deal with that kind of thing before. And so it takes a real, um, the ability to, to be, re, uh, for me, to, to not have knee-jerk responses and to listen to how God wants me uh, standing as a representative of heaven now in front of them. And how does he want me to communicate with them? Because I take every opportunity. I believe my feet are, my path is, is ordered by the Lord. I believe that it's, it's, I'm, I'm not, this is not an accident that I'm in front of them, but, but how am I supposed now to communicate with them? How am I to, what is it that you want God? Which, where, where, where are you putting your finger? And there'll be a certain thing that God will drop in my heart that has nothing to do with anything I thought previously or, or their outward appearance. And it'll just be a certain statement or a certain word or a, a certain thing. And it will shatter their whole, it, it takes them off guard of their false image. <laughs> Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Like it'll be something that they thought when they were five years old or something that, you know, that they had an, an idea that, you know, I wanted to be a, we, we have this happen at, at um, different outreaches that we do as the adult event and, and we'll go, oh my goodness, I see you as, as a three or four year old and you were having dreams about being in the medical field. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. I, 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 I wanted to be a nurse. I thought, you know, because they had this heart to help people. And when that came out, they were like, all of a sudden their image of this porn star mm. and whatever was now shattered. And they were back in reality because God knew where to talk to them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. God knew where to talk to them. And I didn't know. I had no way of knowing. So um, that's where we learn to follow the, the, the Holy Spirit. We will learn how to follow. It says in Romans to those who are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. And here we go back to this relationship again, to those who are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. And so it, it, you're, you're, you're acting on behalf of your dad, on behalf of your father, on behalf of heaven, on behalf of your calling and your anointing, and God will anoint what he called you to do. So now you have, and then you have angelic help. So now you've got angels that are appointed to assist you in what it is. And, and I, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm telling you, it becomes an adventure of a spiritual proportion like I've never been a part of. I've never, I've never watched God be so incredibly uh, skilled. I've never watched uh, the power of the Holy Spirit land on somebody outside of church like I have, you know, in places that I go. And I am as excited when that happens as they are. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. yes, this is who you are. This is your identity. This is who the one, the one who put you together. It was really interesting. Um, 
I had uh, the other thing is is uh, when I talked about uh, old habit patterns, and I uh, won't be used to navigate life. One of the things that we've done, and we have to admit it. Let's just own up. We have judged people who yeah. are different than us. Yeah. Okay. And the Bible clearly tells us, you know, judge not, lest you be judged. Right. And so what I note about that is, um, you know, there's, there's people that, uh, there was a girl who told us, um, that she's a white witch, a white witch. So like a good witch, is that like, yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think what I've understood about it, you know, I try and question, I try and get information. What is that? You know, exactly. Well, instead of blood sacrifice we sacrifice an egg or we act sacrifice you know whatever but it's still witchcraft i mean it's just right. white witchcraft it, it it's not as uh, gruesome and and gross as some of the other stuff yeah. and and i don't even like to talk about that kind of thing because it's mm-hmm. so bad yeah. but um but uh, one of our team members is very good about getting their names they get she has favor with them she gets phone numbers they exchange phone numbers so she prays for them and she keeps up with them, even though they, she never tells them I'm a Christian. She, you know, that the word Christian, we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It's an enemy to the person. Francis Schaefer said that years ago. Um, and, uh, and so we, and, and their idea of Christian and ours are two different things. Absolutely. So we try and watch our, our words that work. And, um, so uh, we, she had communicated with this young girl who called herself a white witch and she, this girl's name about two months later after our outreach kept coming up in my friend's heart, like over and over, she kept just seeing her face and hearing her name. So she texted her and she said, <clears throat> I've been thinking about you all day long. Like I can't get you out of my mind. Uh, it just keeps coming up all the time. And she said, she texted back and said, it's very interesting that you um, are getting a hold of me right now because I've just checked myself into a hotel to kill myself. Wow. Man. And now, now my friend is texting her and texting me going, what do I do? What do <laughs> I say? And I said, well, you need to tell her where it came from. You need to tell her who, who told you, who, who brought her name up to you. You can say, cause it's your journey, right? You have one too. And she said that she said, how did you know? How did you know to get a hold of me? What is going on here? And uh, my friend said, God kept bringing you up to me. And so immediately this girl got defensive when my friend said, God, And she said, you Christians. So she already labeled us when we never labeled her. And she said, you guys are a bait and switch. You know, you, this, and my friend stopped her rant and said, you know, it's interesting. She said, I never judged you for being a white witch. I never, I never judged you, but yet you're judging me for my, my journey in my life and who I listen to. I'm you asked me where I, how, how I knew, and I'm telling you where it came from because I listened mm-hmm. to God. I listened to Jesus. He, he loves you. 
he, yeah. he loves you enough to have me get a hold of you. I was doing other things. And I just felt you coming up in my mind over and over again. And I knew I had to reach out to you. I couldn't get away from it. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so when she said, I never judged you for being a white witch, I never judged you when you told me that you were a white witch, but you're judging me. You're judging me. And it caught her. And she realized the very thing that she'd been accusing Christians of or people that she was doing herself. She was doing it herself. And she apologized. Hmm. She apologized. She said, I just want to thank you for getting a hold of me. I just, I'm just so shocked that you did that. And so at the next event, we, uh, she brought her some roses to give her to, let her know, I'm, I'm going to love you no matter what you call yourself, no matter what you're involved in, you know, because love never fails. Love never fails. You know, there, there abides three things, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. It just never fails. Right. And so she had a booth the next year. And so we knew that she had not killed herself. She was never... She never seemed to be there at the time. My friend wanted to give her the roses, but she just laid them down on her booth mm. and said, you are loved. Mm. You are loved. And um, I don't know that she, I, I'd like to say, well, she led her to the Lord and the woman just threw her hands up and renounced all the Satanism stuff and, you know, got born again and spirit filled. And now she's a, a platform speaker, you know, for millions. Of, <laughs> I would love to say that, but yeah. I don't know how it went down. But what I do know is that because we didn't judge people, you know, we don't know their story. It's in the book words that work. I I explain that over and over. You don't know their story. You don't know what, what, what drove them into these lifestyles and what they've, you know, what they've been, what they've surrendered to. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just have to be really careful not to judge. We just can't do it. Yeah, I think that's the big challenge as believers is, and I've walked through periods where it was easier to to just see someone as a person versus not. But, um, you know, because you get into this mode where you you hear somebody talking about it and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a white witch. And in your head, you go, oh, okay, I need to find a way to work it into the conversation to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. Right. And I need to tell them all these things and versus just seeing them. As a person. Yeah, as a person and and loving them. That's right. And and knowing that in your heart, your desire is to bring truth, the truth into their life. That's right. But but to not be so beholden to this like, okay, they said point A, now I must go to phase B, which is I need to tell them that what they're doing is wrong and then everything's going to line up perfectly. And then point C is I lead them to the Lord. And you know, it's like we get so worked up and then like when it doesn't follow that mode, we force it to happen and it can cause wounds or it doesn't happen the way we think. And we think we're a failure because you know, all those things. So, well, we we judge ourselves now because we didn't do something that we thought. And we also play Holy spirit junior. (laughs) I mean, if God can speak to people in dreams and get them saved without you saying a word, 
Yeah. He's well able yeah. to get a hold of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other thing is that we have got to stop pointing fingers. We don't yeah. know what they're going through. Yeah. What we need to do, we don't owe anybody anything but a debt of love. That's it. Mm. That's all that we get to do. So um, right now, God's doing two things. He is He is forming an army that he can work with. And he's getting our attention and he's getting us into position where we can be refreshed. We can be renewed. We can be refashioned as new wineskins to contain the new wine. So this is all a huge learning curve. You're going to go through fire. You're going to go through things. God, it's funny because you know, I have a good friend who just wrote a book on being, being unoffendable. And I'm thinking, but God did offend you all the time. He already says it. He says, I'm going to offend your mind to reveal your heart. Mm. <laughs> you know? And have you ever yeah. had that happen where he just, re- he offends oh, your yeah. mind, Yeah. you know, to reveal your own heart. And you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you can even have a moments where you're like, I, I really think I've grown <laughs> Thank God, I really feel like I've grown a lot. And then, like the same day, something happens, and it's just like, boom! You get like the the rottenness of of this area of your heart, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, got some. Work. And to deal with it again, there there it is. You run to God, yeah, with it, and mm-hmm. you go, you know what? Yeah, okay. We 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 now both see this. You've mm-hmm. helped me see it, and now I want to get rid of it. Yeah, and so help me that I don't do that. Right? Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, people who've been going through the fire, who've been really like, I mean, in fact, I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, you're going to find yourself in places of influence. You're going to find yourself in, in positions of influence where you're going to be speaking to people who, who have influence over others there. Um, there's, there's Instagram influencers, there's, uh, people that are in uh, that are rappers that are influential. There's people that you know, and you're going to find yourself um, in places of influence because you've developed strong character. Okay, character is a big deal with God. Integrity, and you can you can be trusted with responsibility and genuine humility. There's there's a false humility where you just you know oh I just you know you act all quiet and pious and weird and god's like that's stinky right (laughs) just i just want you to be yourself yeah don't be stinky and admit your stuff if you need to right and the more real that we can be the world can smell an agenda people that are that are needing to be brought into the truth they can smell an agenda they know if you're phony they know if you're being religious they know that they, they can smell it. They know it. And they're just like, forget that, you know, like, um, I, I don't want any part of this. And so God is going to teach us, um, how to, to live a real life in the real world with real truth and how to be really loving. And, and I've noticed that when people say something, because again, we're just out there all the time, we're in in all kinds of places where people aren't going to say Christian words, right? In fact, they're, they're going to cuss more than they probably um, say other words. Yep. Um, 
and and it's funny because you know i'm just i'm just the age i am and they'll just apologize these kids are, i'm so sorry you know and i'm like i i hear it all all the time thank yeah. you you know but i i get it and um then he, he's also gonna um uh he's gonna give um you shepherds and pastors after his own heart mm. so now there's gonna be these shepherds that are gonna lead people there's gonna be uh pastors that will that that don't need a platform okay they don't need a platform they're just shepherds that that lead you or lead congregate lead groups of people after his own heart they have his own, they have god's heart in kindness and wisdom um i said small is the new big and that's we talked about that a little bit where these groups of a of, of small just home meetings you know places where people can gather and they can get prayer there's no agenda there's no message there's none of that yet uh, it's just building community with people where there's a trusted, there's so much broken trust with church leaders and people like that. And I can say that because I've seen it and I know it. And I'm sure that I've, uh, you know, I, Tim and I both, you know, just trying to do the right thing and just screwed it up. And so yep. there's trust bridges that have been blown up about people in ministry. So small will be the new big. It's going to be the way where, People can come in, they can feel accepted no matter what condition they're in and they can be prayed for and they can just be loved and they can just have their needs. That's one thing I think about, you know, we, we go to, let's say we go to a church and everybody shows up and they're all waiting in line and you got this major, massive, you know, uh, state of the art, every kind of thing. And you got these worship people that are real good and they're great singers and all that. And the whole time people are standing there or sitting there in the congregation and they, they don't, especially new people, they don't even know how to worship. They don't even know right. what that is. Yeah. And they just need somebody to hold them, to love them, to hug them, to pray over them. And then there's a lot of broken people, a lot of broken people that have been in ministry that have been very hurt by mm. church leadership or yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're waiting. They'll, they'll sit in their car until worship's over until they can go in and they can get what they need. Mm. And I'm like, why don't we just stop doing, I mean, that's my thought, you know, yeah. like why yeah. don't we just meet the need first? Well, and something that I was going to, to say, which is, I mean, you segued perfectly into it was that I look at, um, there's a lot of talk about church attendance from younger people and it's not there and all that stuff and less and less people are, are going to church and part of it. Yeah. You can look at as a bad thing, but I've never really quite looked at it as an, a bad thing because what people are after is something that large churches can't bring. And look, I'm not condemning large churches. I'm just saying no. that it, it, to give credit to what you're talking about in this word is that, more more and more people are looking for genuine human connection yeah genuine fellowship with believers and this this gives credit to what you're talking about so because it's intimidating yeah. walking into even as a christian sometimes it's intimidating walking into a new church that's big and you see all these people 
saying hi to each other. They all know each other and no one's saying hi to you. And like, it can be an intimidating thing, you know? So yeah. yeah. Well, it can turn into a click, yeah. you know, where everybody, if you're not this person, I mean, if you look at rosters of people that speak and it's the same pickers, it's the same group of people that are just yeah. showing up here, showing up there, showing up there. And so yeah. that that's when I put these unknown people are going to emerge the ones that have just been hidden, they've been in the fire, you know, mm -hmm. and they've just been, they, they've just been doing God. They just, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so God now is going to take them. I remembered Tim had a dream years ago and it was about general Pershing. Now at that time we knew nothing about general Pershing. I mean, it was one of those God dreams that makes you scratch your head and you're like, why are you dreaming about General Pershing and who is he? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but it was such a God dream in that moment because it was a presence. You can tell when it's a God dream, uh, there'll be a presence in the room and it's something that God wants you to seek it out or search it out. And about a week later, it was about in the mid nineties that he had that dream. And about a week later, uh, Rick Joyner, uh, did a whole article in the Morningstar Journal, and we were getting that paper at that time. You know, that little article came to mm -hmm. the mail, and it was talked about General Pershing. And we're like, what is that? You know, like, what's the deal? Well, General Pershing was just, um, he was just a, he was in the service. He was in the Army, and he studied war. Instead of going out and drinking with his friends, and all of that, he made it, uh, that was his um, assignment and that he wanted to do it well. And he studied war and he, he actually brought an end to trench warfare. And so wow. he learned battle. So World War One. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He brought an end to trench warfare. And I think it was Eisenhower, it's either Eisenhower Roosevelt, because I didn't look it up before I got on the show. And he he noticed that he conquered a battle of San Juan Hill and he noticed his practice that he, he knew what he was doing because he'd been hidden away and he took him from an army of a hundred, maybe a couple hundred and put him over a million, you know? So what God was saying, I think, and, and it's, it's not just because Tim had the dream, but these are people that just aren't known, right? These are people that have been diligent and they've been faithful and they haven't been seen. They haven't been recognized. They haven't been, uh, they've been overlooked or they've been completely ignored, but they've got the goods. You know, they, they, they don't care. You remember how, how do you stand in the broad place? <laughs> the same yeah. way you stand in the narrow place, uh -huh. you know? So they're not moved by man's opinion. They're free of the fear of man. They don't care what people say about them. You don't look at their faces. You just deliver the message and you deliver the instruction and you, you understand kingdom principles in ways that other people maybe haven't because they haven't been in that place of hiddenness, which I'm going to go over in a second. And um, so they're, they're going to have these positions. These, they're going to be, um, in, they're going to be put in places of, of great 
influence. They're going to be leading. I remember John Paul Jackson, before he died, he, he gave a word. I mean, we were kind of in and out of his circle a little bit, you know, and, and he said to Tim, I wasn't even there. And he said, uh, there's coming a day when you and your wife are going to be leading large groups of people very, very, during very troubled times. Hmm. And I had no idea what that even meant because course, I was trying yeah. to get, I was trying to get out of ministry. I didn't want to get into it. Right? Yeah. It might've been the last thing you wanted to hear. Right. You're like, right? Oh no. You know, our church, <laughs> our church was growing at that time. Yeah. And I was trying to send people to the vineyard. Mm. I'm like, why don't you go over there? Yeah, <laughs> please leave. So yeah, I can no, uh... so just keep us small. We yeah. don't want to. Yeah. And, um, so I, I think that those days of the general Pershings are going to be arising and they've been, they've just been hidden. They've just mm. been hidden. God hit them. He didn't let you see them. Now I'm going to go over. Um, I know that we're I'm looking at the time, uh, six marks marked groups of people. Yeah, this is really have, good. Okay. Yeah. That will be, uh, there will be revival hubs and one is the children. That's why there's such an attack on them right mm -hmm. now. Is and and um, then recently I just heard a message by uh, Mike Bickle, and I had the opportunity to meet Paul Kane years ago, and he said that I think it was Paul Kane said the last day revival will contain children will be uh, made up a lot of children who will prophesy with greater accuracy than I do. Hmm. Now, if you know anything about Paul Kane, he was amazingly prophetic. I, I mean, he had angels standing next to him and over his head. He would point people out in the audiences. He would see letters in formation, things over people's wow. heads. He would get their birthday. He got their address. He got their, he knew all things. He even got, um, at that time, I think Clinton was in office and he got his personal phone number. <laughs> and no way. within minutes, Come Secret on. Service was all around his house, you know. And, um, so, uh, uh, but, but the, the children will, will operate and prophesy with greater accuracy than even Paul Cain did. And I just think that's, it's, it's like when people say this move of God is going to be greater than the Jesus movement. I was part of the Jesus movement yeah. and I'm thinking that's almost unthinkable. Yeah. I mean, it was so amazingly powerful. Yeah. Well, to um, your credit about the kids thing, I was, I was out, um, I met up with a friend last night, a good friend of mine, and he uh, is the leader of the YWAM base here in Salem. And he was telling me about his daughter and we were just talking about prophecy and we were talking about, you know, what God is doing. Um, and we come from two very different areas of the, the church body. And, um, but both kind of finding that we're meeting in the middle with a lot of these things and saying like, yeah, like God's been saying that to me. And then, but anyways, we were talking about kids and he said, yeah, it's crazy. My daughter, you know, she, he has three kids, so she's the oldest and they had a son, but before they even had their son, she was like, I'm going to have a younger sister. And she's yeah. like, I just know that I am. And so then when his son was born, he expected her to be like, oh, all said, she goes, nope, no, I know I'm going to have, I know I'm going to have a younger sister. I know I am. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's super young. And then sure enough, the next kid was a, a, a girl and and so he was talking about how it was interesting. And so that I took that as an opportunity to say very something very similar to what you're saying. I'm like, God is doing something very special yes. in children yes. right now, in mm -hmm. your in your daughter's generation. So. Right. Well, and and um, you know, a lot of what 
I do even right now with the outreaches and the training and I'm training an army to, mm-hmm. to be able to go into places and be unafraid uh, is I'm not doing this. I told my daughters is I told my grandkids, I said, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for my grandchildren. I'm doing it for their children. It's like, you know, we're going to set precedents here, kingdom precedents Mm -hmm. because of the children. And that's why they've been under such attack. And that whole thing's going to get exposed, by the way. And I'm going to tell you that there's going to be supernatural miracles that are going to take place. As as children have been trafficked, they're going to be untrafficked. And I wouldn't be surprised to see traffickers fall to their face and cry out to God because of something that a child says to them who was being trafficked and they just cry out and they release the child and they, they, they completely turn their life around. I believe that's the kind of fear of the Lord that we're getting ready to see on people that are doing huge, Mm. horrible, evil things. I just believe it. I just think God is going to do, he's going to rescue these kids from a Herod spirit. And that's what that that's been because Jesus is coming back. And that's what happened when Jesus was coming the first time. There was a Herod spirit Mm -hmm. released on the, on the earth. Uh, The next one will be the LGBTQ. Now I know this because they're, they are absolutely precious and wonderful people. I don't care what anybody says. I know Mm -hmm. what their lives are like. I have spent lots of time with people who are, who are, are in that lifestyle who have settled for Mm -hmm. a lifestyle like that. I have also watched the Holy Spirit give truth and wisdom and, and open up a, a place in their heart where they say, I want what you have. Wow. I've never, I've never felt uh, anything like this before. So I know that uh, they are, if, if I, I understand that it's a spirit that's on them. However, God is not too, he is bigger than that spirit. Mm. He is able to penetrate and in, in a moment of time, people go from one thing to another. They completely get set free from anything that would be controlling them. That's why we do that thing called um, uh, standing deliverance. You know, I like to call it that. It's in my book, Words That Work. And it's where you ask someone who's precious, who you've just had a moment of time with, who God trusted you with, right? I mean, it could be me. I could have been in, in a lifestyle like that. I could have been. Just think of it like that. Always think of, of whoever they are and whatever they're caught up in. They're alcoholics, they're hookers, they're whatever. Yeah. They it could have been me. I, yeah. I, could have, I could have been the same. Mm-hmm. It would have been the same. And you say, would you agree with me that we can ask the creator to remove everything from you? Hmm. And me, I do it with them. Would you, we can ask together the creator to remove everything from us that would keep us from fulfilling our destiny and our, and our organic life, what we were meant to have, the way that we're made, the way that we're designed, what, whatever we've, we've, we've given ourselves to, or we have embraced that isn't even authentic. It's not even real. You know, I just want that too. You know, so I, I, I jump in the boat with them. And, and say, it's can, great. can we agree together? Because yeah. I want that too, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, absolutely. Well, you have just canceled and I have just canceled and God has canceled an assignment over any of us that would have tripped us up or kept us in prison of something that wasn't even meant for us, right? Mm, that's so good. So I like it. Yeah. Uh, the new age. 
I call it low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. They're already spiritually hungry. They're right. Yeah. Spiritually ready to go. Yeah. All they need is just an encounter with the real thing. Mm -hmm. Hang on. I got a cramp on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, um, and, uh, they're low hanging fruit. They're ready to go. Um, I, we had people come uh, in and get an encounter. They just need one encounter and then they're good to go. You mm. know, they, they, the Holy spirit encounters them. They have something to contrast it to. And then they say, um, we even have this on video. One was a Reiki master. That's a spiritual, a new age healer it's like a japanese said, energy healing or something like that yeah all kinds of stuff he goes i'm a yeah. reiki master i go to school for this kind of thing but he had an encounter with the spirit of truth who is the holy spirit at burning man and he said nothing i have ever experienced compares with what just happened to me he said i have never mm. felt anything like that and he said it felt pure it was peaceful it was easy. He said, I just have to, I just have to try and figure out. And he said this, this were his words. He said, I just now have to try and figure out whatever the hell I am right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. And so, you know, I know that, that I've watched, we did a new age, um, uh, outreach with the healing rooms in Spokane at the mind, body, spirit. This was several years ago. And we were quadruple booked for people. We didn't have enough people wow. on, on, at our booth to accommodate the spiritual hunger that was going on inside that event. And um, I even ended up praying for a person who was sick and who had been what she called a, a shaman. And she said her mom was a shaman. Her grandmother was a shaman wow. and she was sick and couldn't get well. And I said, well, can I ask the healer to heal you, you know, and I'll just do it my way. I'll do it with my energy and with my healing that comes from, uh, you know, the most high. Yeah. So using some of their terms that they'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she said, absolutely. And I'm not kidding. The fire of God hit her. <laughs> she was on fire. She was screaming. She was fanning herself. She had never felt that power before. Wow. We, I did have an opportunity to tell her, this is Jesus. It's not me. And she asked to receive Jesus. Hmm. So there it was through a healing. And again, uh, this was generational. So her mom was a, had been a new age healer. Her grandmother was a new age healer. And, um, and so she got healed, <laughs> literally healed uh, by, by God. And Amazing. then she got saved at, at a new age conference. Yeah. Well, didn't you say also about the, just uh, touching on the new age movement right now? I think it was you that said that um, a lot of these people are pr prophets. They're, oh, they are. Know, they're, yeah. I, I love that. I was like, yeah. Like, I mean, these are people that are obviously very spiritually sensitive that's something yeah. it's one of the ways that god has made them and satan has exploited that or they've been hurt by the church and they walked away yes. and you know yeah i'm gonna yeah. say that's the biggest one okay um because i think they tried church they sure. know that they were born with a gift 
and and the gift works okay mm. because again the gifts and the callings are without repentance so okay. god knows what he put in there and um and and they but they went to church and they were shunned or they were they were just not accepted and they were or they were judged yeah. they had fingers in their face mm -hmm. you know about this or that or yeah. or and everyone tried to uh disciple them before they ever made a decision to get you know to understand that jesus is real mm -hmm. and um you know, I like the Celtic way of evangelism. I, I know it's a book you can actually get. And it was, uh, it was um, St. Patrick. And he had a thing that uh, he would get all these uh, artisans and creatives and people together. And they would, they would build community. And then he had a statement. I think it was him that had the statement. You can belong before you believe. Hmm. In other words, you don't have to be a believer to belong. Mm. And I think that uh, even with people that are, um, let's just look at Elon Musk right now. Yeah. Okay. He's not mm. a saved man. Uh -uh. He's not He's not a believer. No. But he's got principles and he's got things that he believes in and mm -hmm. he understands. And that's why he did what he did. He stuck his neck out. You know, he stuck his neck out in order to uh, to bring some truth. Uh, and so. I'm, I'm looking at that thinking not everyone who's going to do good things are going to be saved. Hmm. Maybe they will in the days ahead, but as they see Jesus, the way he really is, there's no way you wouldn't want him. Right. But the way that he's been re represented or the way that we in church, and I can say this because we've pastored for a number of years and went to Bible school and evangelistic associations. I was in something like a YWAM. It was a copy for us. And mm -hmm. so we've been in this for a while. And I've, I, I am as guilty as anyone else for the way I treated people before I got this revelation, mm -hmm. before God really caught me up and said, you know, you're treating my people bad. Like I'm trying yeah. to send them to you. And you had, I mean, you could have been in the same situation. Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Well, I you think could've... that's it. Like that's like, Cindy, I've never, honestly, I know it sounds silly, but I've never thought of it that way where I'm like, it, it's people end up in these situations because of trauma, because yeah. of, you know, and I could have been in that situation as well. Some bad things happened to me when I was, you know, growing sure. up and, mm -hmm. and God in his grace and his mercy obviously has made himself available. And I listened and I yielded to that, but I could not have. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. Well, another thing that we can do is I just heard recently of a, a, a person who's uh, uh had a pastor's kid and the, the pastor uh, abused his child. And as a result, he wanted nothing to do with being in church yeah. or yeah. Uh, anything. And, and um, someone that I know got a hold of this person and he was of course in the gay lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he never said I'm a pastor. He never, he just had a conversation with the guy for a whole week on some sort of a, uh, I I don't know, vacation or something. You just kept running into him. 
And the guy at the end of the day said, or the end of the trip said, I knew that you were a pastor, but I didn't want to say anything because my dad was a pastor and he abused me. Yeah. And I said, you know, that's a good opportunity to do what we call identificational repentance, where you can say, you know what, I'm a pastor and I am, I am so deeply sorry mm. that that yeah. ever happened to you. Yeah. I, I just, I, as a pastor, I just want to take that place. And I, I know that it's not going to, you know, make all things better. I just right. want to say that I am so sorry that that ever was your life. I'm so mm -hmm. sorry that that, you know, we, we had a young man on our team. He's in his twenties. And when young girls would come into our a Freedom Lounge tent at Burning Man and they'd been abused, sexually abused by people in their life. And we see this at the porn convention too. Um, if I have uh, trusted fathers with me that I know are not addicted to porn and they can go with me, there's not many <laughs> that I take mm -hmm. ever, but they do a thing called identification of repentance. I, one guy got down on his knee at Burning Man and said, I want to apologize on behalf of all the men, the young men and men in your life, period, who have abused you. And then he mm -hmm. just called it like it was. And said, I just want you to know that is not God's plan for you. And that was wrong. And hurting people hurt people. Yeah. And I just want to say, take this moment to say, I'm sorry hmm. that ever happened. And, and it broke something off of them. You know, it's, it's like, be the reason why people believe in good people. Yeah. Be the yeah. reason why people believe in good people. Not everyone is broken. Not everyone is going to treat you poorly. Not every pastor is going to do something uh, horrible to you. Not every pastor is going to, is going, not every church is going to hurt you, but there are some that do. And it's mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Maybe they're going through their own stuff or maybe they're just, they're just, you know, they just aren't healed themselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe they should never be in that position. Maybe they're on a power trip. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But, you know, it's time to call it like it is. It's just time to call it like it is. Because, because people aren't coming to church because they don't feel safe. They don't feel that they can be themselves. They don't feel they can get help. They feel they're going to get, you know, instructed or or get a slap on the hand, or they're going to, they're going to be confronted. And, and, and I've heard people say it, well, you know, you're living in sin and you're going to go to hell because of that. Well, sign me up. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? What kind of thing is that? Yeah. That's why, that's why I said in the beginning, it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. And it's, yeah. it is a supernatural kindness that we don't possess on our own. It flows mm -hmm. through us because we're partakers of a divine nature. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so let's go to the new face of the church without labels. Yeah. Oh, no. How's that? No, you're one. What? Okay. You missed one. Oh, what did I miss? The creatives and prodigals. Prodigals. Of yeah. course. Well, the creatives are going to be creative. Mm -hmm. They're designed to. They can't even help it. Right. It's part of their DNA. It's their makeup. And the prodigals are right there with them. They're, they're mostly creative themselves because they, they know that, that God is the creator. Okay. So they know that. 
but they of course have been disappointed with church and, and the creatives um, they need a place to express the art and the, the new uh, things. I mean, I, the only way I'm trying to think of a great example, but it keeps coming back to burning man. And I know that people don't always go to burning man. You're not going to go, um, <laughs> but uh, you could look at their gallery of yeah. pictures carefully, <laughs> but look at their p galleries of pictures and you can see the, the unbelievable creative art forms uh, mm -hmm. that they have come up with that are technical. They are designed by engineers. They have been put together as, as uh, you're just in awe of the creativity, but they, because they went to the desert and they got freedom to do that kind of thing mm. to bring it to life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can I say something really quick uh, mm -hmm. to that? I, I, my wife and I, I mean, everybody, most people who know this know that my wife and I are creatives. Um, you know, I, you as an artist have permission. To, look, creativity stems from our relationship with God. Like yeah. it 100% does. But there are a lot of, and I know this because I've experienced this myself, that a lot of Christians get marginalized. Christian creatives get marginalized because look, there are different types of art and yeah, like you can draw pictures of Jesus and that's art. You can put a cross in your picture and that's, that's art, but there is a whole large group of believers who express themselves in different ways, yes. but it's still holy art. It's still, even, even if it doesn't have Jesus in it, even if it doesn't have Absolutely. the cross in it and yeah. that you as an artist have permission to make art like that because you're doing it unto the Lord. And you know what? That art opens up doors that the other art can't. <laughs> yeah. It'll take you into arenas and different yeah. places that you couldn't have gotten into probably yeah. without it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it'll open up a whole new arena of, of other people just like you. Mm -hmm. Now you can speak to them. It's like a field. It's your mission field. You know, it's a field, but but think of it like this. Here we are, you know, the creator. We're connected to the creator. And, and as Christians in the, in, in the past, we have been the least creative people on the planet. Mm -hmm. We should be the most creative people on the mm -hmm. planet. You know, we yeah. should be getting downloads of creativity and things that we can see and do and put together and bring to life. You know, uh, animation yeah. is another thing that, you know, people just said, we can do this. I mean, we have boxed up God so badly mm -hmm. that, that he's not even welcome. If, if we want to do something different than just dance and flag in yeah. the church, it's shunned on. Yeah. And it should be a place where you can say, celebrate, create, put together. I mean, if you think about it, if he's the potter, and you're the clay. What kind of thing is that? That's art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he made you. Well, you were the embody. Yeah, with the embodiment of, of God's creative expression. Exactly. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. Well, think um, of uh, heaven. Somebody uh, had a Christmas ornament <laughs> this year and said, "I would like to have a a um, a, a a real expression of um, of an uh, 
something for the top of the tree, like a real biblical expression. And it was the four living creatures. So it had eyeballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had face, it had wings all around. It had, it looked like something from Star Wars, you know, or yeah. outer space. Uh -huh. But that was, a, I mean, you think about that. What, what on earth? I mean, uh, we have been so blocked up, I think, yep. and, and we haven't really, what, mm. what is that going to look like? That's going to freak you out when you get, you know, when you see that mm -hmm. moving around and, and yeah. looking and eyeballs everywhere and oh, yeah. all that. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. now, now you can go to point five. <laughs> point now five. you can go to point five. The new first, uh, face of the church without labels. Yeah. We're going to stop labeling people and labeling each other and labeling ourselves. Okay. Um, we, we don't need a label in order to be important. Um, and I know that we hear this a lot because of um, pastor so-and-so and apostle so-and-so and prophet so-and-so and this and that. And it's like, it's a church without labels. You know, it's, it's like uh, someone said, um, it, it's your function. It's not your name. Hmm. Like, you don't, you know, if you have uh, plumbing problems in your house and Bob shows up, you don't call him plumber Bob. <laughs> I mean, you might, but, you know, endearingly what, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you, you just call him Bob. Right. Yeah. But his function is a plumber. Right. And yeah. so that's what he does. He he operates in his function, which is yeah. a plumber yeah. or electrician Fred. Yeah. You know. Or host Jeff. Host you know? Jeff. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I believe the labels will be a function, but it's not going to be something that you have to call each other in order to, to gain self-importance. Well, because that's where we're at in society, though, now, too, is so many things like, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm gay. Hi, I'm so-and-so. <laughs> Right. I am a vegan. Hello, right. I'm a socialist. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's just like, there's a lot of that going around where it's like, we, we take these things and we make them part of our identity, but that's actually not. No, mm -mm. Mm. you know, and, and so the, the labels will be removed, I think. And people are just going to function in their calling and their gifting uh, without being having to, you know, people call me pastor Cindy and I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> You're like, whoop, whoop, whoop. I, I, I mean, evangelist, Cindy, you know, whatever. It's like, don't, I, I just, I'm just, I just do what I do. You do I'm just Cindy. I, I just am just me. Cindy. I'm just yeah. me. I just, yeah. I like that. I like just being myself, yeah. you know? Yeah, same. Um, and then the poor and the homeless. Mm. Uh, I saw um, the homeless. Um, actually, it was a word that uh, I, uh, Bobby Connor actually gave Tim in a meeting. He called him out. This was about five years ago and said, God's going to bring, and this is not just for Tim. He said, there's going to be an anointing come on God's people where it's an anointing of deliverance. He said, where people will go from madmen to missionaries come overnight. On. Wow. And so, you know, once they find their identity, once they know who they really are and not what they've, you know, what they've been called or, or they've, they've had to live in the, um, in the, uh, tent or whatever it might be. Um, you know, someone said to me the other day, gosh, I, I was out doing a homeless outreach and feeding the poor. And this is a guy I've been seeing for 30 years. Well, for 30 years, he's still poor hmm. for 30 years. He's still being fed. I mean, at some point there has to be a real bit rehabilitation mm -hmm. where you can say, you know what, you don't have to be fed at the homeless outreach. You can get yeah. a job. And, 
you're a smart man. Well, notice this, there's a lot of people that are educated that are home that are living homeless right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew a guy actually who, um, he was, he was actually an accountant and he had a nervous breakdown and yeah. he just, his mind was in tatters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and again, there's your trauma. Yeah. Trauma comes in all forms and it comes from different people in different ways. And there's a lot of pastors right now and a lot of pastors wives going through tremendous Trump traumatic uh, experiences because they feel suffocated. Yeah. And that's why God told me, you tell your story about being in ministry and having an emotional breakdown because God let me have it because I needed to, I, I was, I would have remained the same. I would have still kept trying to, you know, do good things in order to make things better or to help out where I wasn't needed or, you know, and, and the other thing is self-care, you know, you need to have self-care. You need to take care of yourself, not to the yeah. degree that you're navel gazing yeah. and you're just looking at you now instead of everyone else. And mm -hmm. you've just discarded everyone, but you need to take care of yourself. You need to go That's have huge. fun. You need to have a vacation. You need to go get a pedicure. You need to go get a massage. You need to go fishing. You need to go skiing. You need to go do whatever. And, and be a real human on planet earth and enjoy things yep. and, and don't feel like you have to live like, you know, a pauper or, or under, under someone's opinion. I had that. Cause there are many, the there are oh, many opinions <laughs> and, and, and words hurt. Yeah. And, and then people begin to believe them or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that's where, when you find your relationship with God as, as a daughter, and as a son, mm -hmm. instead of a servant, yeah. or instead of a hireling, or I had somebody say, well, you know, uh, you need to do this or that, because that's what I pay you for. And without thinking, I said, well, I don't work for you. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I was in yeah. that, I was right there, you know, yeah. I don't work for you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm called of God. I, you got the same access to him as I do. Yeah. You've got a Bible. You can read. You can pray. You can be taught. You can. And we we moved to Utah from Texas when we were young, young twenties, and we didn't have anybody to mentor us. We had nobody. Yeah, especially in Utah. Yeah, we yeah. we had to. Do, you know, what we did. We got in the closet and we prayed. <laughs> That's mm. what we knew to do. And we went and God, the Holy Spirit revealed things to us and showed things to us and trained us up in the way we should go. Then when we did save up enough money to be able to go to a conference somewhere to drive with a dog in heat, by the way, because we had nowhere to keep her. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And every truck stop, we had dogs all around the car. It was just oh, awful. Man. Tim was like, I hate this, you know. Yeah. And um, when we got there, and got settled, um, we, whoever was speaking, whatever conference we'd gone to, they were telling us the very things that God had shown us in the closet. Yeah, come on. So we had to learn how to hear the voice of God early on mm -hmm. as young believers. And we were young pastors and we didn't know anything. We didn't, we weren't taught mm -hmm. how to do any of it. So all I'm saying to you is that there's no excuse. It's like, God's going, I'm going to, I'm going to, change the face of my church. I'm going to bring you into what I know, what I designed the church to be. 
and it it's going to be without spot or wrinkle. It's also going to be honest. It's going to be something that that a, a safe place for people to come to. Yeah. And everyone's going to pray for one another and love one another. Mm. I also had another dream where I saw a young pastor um, and I even got his name in the dream. And I saw an older uh, pastor teacher appointed to him by God to to be there to help give him wisdom and to instruct him. And I thought this is where the the father's turning the hearts of the uh, sons to the father, the fathers to the sons. And because um, they had uh, he had an appointed father to, to look, you know, to teach him and to help him not make the same mistakes and help him grow, especially in a time like this, because it's accelerated. Um, the church grew and it benefited both of them. The older pastor wasn't having to labor in order to make his wages or to, you know, he was, he was actually taken care of by the younger pastor and the younger pastor had the strength and the energy in order to make it happen. Hmm. But they also avoided stumbling blocks and they avoided all these uh, pitfalls that, that people can get into. And one of them is pride, spiritual pride. Mm -hmm. And God will be dealing with that. Trust yeah. me. Yes. He's going he's to deal with spiritual pride because it's, it is rooted in rebellion. It's rooted in selfishness, you know, yeah. it, and it's like, my gosh, you know, none of us are perfect. We are all a bunch. I mean, everybody that God ever called in the Bible except Jesus to do anything was a mess. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And I always yeah. take comfort in that. Yeah. You know, well, he that, knew what he was getting. You yeah. Know. And now's the time to leave your ego at the door, you know? Yeah. Especially with what God is doing. All these things I'm looking at are going to take a great deal of humility before the Lord to even, for him to even operate through us. I mean, God's going to do what he's going to do, but um, yeah, ego just doesn't have a place in the kingdom of heaven. It and really it's so doesn't. freeing when you get it. Yeah. It's so freeing when you finally figure it out. It's like, yeah. Well, okay. I just remember like when I was younger, like feeling like I constantly needed to like, I felt intimidated by anybody who had a similar gifting to mine. Cause I was like, they're going to replace me. They're going to replace me. Well, so what? So yeah. what if they replace you? Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, it's like God is going to move you. If, if you're in right standing with the Lord, often i mean for me it's been uh, a promotion even when it didn't feel like a promotion yeah. at the time going oh wow mm -hmm. like that season really well, that's got why with Lord. yeah yeah that's why i said in the beginning you don't make your assignment your identity yeah because your assignment's going to change mm -hmm. your identity you're going to go from strength to strength and glory to glory yeah so yeah. you're going to be you know always changing always seeing new things always being in a new place of challenge always in a new place where you're going to have to depend on God because you don't know what you're doing. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we're going next week to Vegas to the adult convention and every year I don't know what I'm doing every yeah. year. I don't know where I'm going to, I don't know how. And then I'm starting to um, turn my attention. Actually, God's turning my attention to these drag shows Yeah. because they're calling themselves family friendly and I'm not okay with that. And they're far from, family friendly yeah and i have a real thing for the kids and i want to get a hold of the parents and go okay tell me you're still why are you here why'd you bring your kids what's going on you know and see where the lord might take it mm -hmm. and of course because i'm a dream interpreter that always gives me another edge it gives mm -hmm. me another way in it's kind of like the back door yeah and so um i'm able to maybe communicate i just want to see someone asked me the other day well what are you going to do about the drag 
uh, shows. And I said, I don't know. I guess we're fixing to find out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just yeah. know that I'm not going to sit back. And I want to say to people right now, look at, there was a lady that went to, with my team, and I didn't go this year, to Burning Man. And she was 78 years old. Come on. 78. Wow. She went out there. She braved the elements of that desert climate. No shower for a week. You know, you're you're literally surviving yourself in the desert. And she sat in a chair every day when people would come into the tent for ministry. We call it Freedom Lounge. We call it this, uh, the menu board, you know, the whole bit. And she called, they called her the Oracle. Oh, that's awesome. And I loved it. Yeah. And she was so in incredibly excited. And I just went, there is no age limit to this. No, right. And I just feel like that, you know, it's like, let's just be about, let's just show up. Come on. If you just show up, God will do something. You know, you can't guide a, a boat that's not in the water. Mm-hmm. So just show up. You mm -hmm. may not know what to do. Keep your mouth shut. That would be the first thing to do <laughs> until you figure out why he's got you there. Well, that's my problem too. Cause I'm always thinking, you know, oh, I should say that or that worked last time or whatever. Yeah. And God's, God's really helped me to see that that doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, just show up because you carry the presence of heaven and God will shift the atmosphere when you show up. Hmm. And when hmm. you show up together in unity with a team that they're all 100% committed, because I have a no disunity clause on my teams. I don't take large teams. I just take teams that I know people can get along with each other and they cannot go sideways with each other on while we're on assignment. You can disagree, but you can, you can come to that, uh, have that conversation off, off the outreach, hmm. you know, but you're not going to have it right there and get into it because it opens a portal for the enemy to come in and bring confusion and, and divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. So we don't have mm -hmm. that. And so um, no more mass performance entertainment churches built on personalities instead of Jesus. You're going to find that dying down. People don't want it. I don't care how many drummers you've got streaming across the ceiling of a church you know, on strings, like, Oh, you saw LA. that. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. like, I get it. I know that it's fun. It's fun for a minute, but we've got work to do guys. Mm -hmm. And we've got people that are shooting themselves. They are killing themselves. They mm -hmm. are not okay. We have got people that were called to be in, in ministry and they, they, they have been beat up or they have been judged or they've been criticized and hurt and they have been, church hurt to the point where they don't want anything to do with it. So some of these things God's going to put his finger on. And it's again, it's, he's not against us having a good time. Okay. He's not against us having a good time, but when, when we have to, we have to work while there's light and yeah. we have to be refreshed and we have to be real and we have to square up our own selves with whatever we're going through. We have to be teachable, be, um, re, you know, pliable and um <clears throat> let god let god teach us how to love with no hooks yeah that was one thing i put in there there's love with no hooks we're not expecting anything um yes do i want to see them saved absolutely i want to see them come to the knowledge of jesus but it takes an encounter 
It takes an encounter. Mm. None of us got saved by somebody yakking our ears off. Nobody yeah. did. I don't know of anybody. No. And I don't know of too many people, maybe one in all of the years I've been around, got saved reading a, a track. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, anymore. not that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a couple, but I've never met anybody that has. I have, I've asked them. I've asked groups of people. How many ever got born again? Did you meet Jesus reading a, a track? And no, I never see hands go up. Hmm. So it's always usually by relationship. Yeah. And it's by kindness, you know, it's by being able to just be relatable to people and speak their language. That's why I wrote words that work. Mm -hmm. It will help you. I had a, a, a Supreme court judge from a very large um, state uh, stand in line to get my book because she said, I need this language for the people that I talk with. No I, kidding. Can't, I can't talk Christianese. No kidding. And so yeah. she stood in, in line to get the book. Um, God's laying his heart. I love this. God's laying his heart over the hearts of men to do the great commission whose foundation is love with no hook. So he's going to literally implant his heart over yours. You remember that we talked about that earlier, mm -hmm. break my heart for what breaks yeah. yours, break my heart for what breaks yours. What does your heart say? What is it that you want to do? How do you want to do this? I am all available to you. I don't, I'm going to admit right now. I don't know it all. I just know what I've been, you know, what I've seen. I know the power that I've watched. I know people's lives have been transformed. I know that there have been a number of people fall to the ground with the power of God hitting them. They're being healed. They're being set free. They're delivered of drugs, of demons. I have watched uh, people get delivered from addiction. I have watched people stand up and go, I want, I don't want to live without this. Mm -hmm. How do I get this? What do I do? Wow. And because Jesus encountered them mm. and I said, you had the same experience I did back in 73. <laughs> you just had the same thing. Come on. And I get to relive it again through watching them and, and, and guiding them into the truth, you know, so exciting and tell them about who it is. Yeah. And uh, this is a year where Jesus is going to show his face in ways we've never seen him and transformers will be birthed as a result. God's going to show himself. And it, 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 again, this goes along with the creativity. There's going to be some trend, uh, ways that God's going to reveal himself and people are going to take it. The creative ones will take it and run with it. And they're going to be able to reveal Jesus through art, through uh, worship music. Uh, there's always a new sound that accompanies a new move. Always. There will be a sound that may not sound good to our ears, but it's not our sound. Hmm. It's their sound. And they, they know that that's what draws them in. And it's a heartbeat from heaven that will, uh, God will reveal. Jesus will reveal himself in a way that we've never seen him before. And it could be through any number of people. It could be through someone who, you know, I don't know who's who's been on the streets forever. How many times have you heard? I mean, this is also, I mean, but this is what we can look at right now. How many people have been out somewhere? You got a flat tire and all of a sudden somebody stops and they help you change your tire and you go to thank them and they're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, and Jesus, um, has shown up. We've heard this story before. 
showed up as a homeless man in a church, walked up and people didn't want him there or he stunk or he didn't, you know, whatever. And they escorted him out or whatever. And it was Jesus the whole time seeing how he would be treated if he walked in. I mean, I heard those stories years ago, but um, I, I feel like, um, I feel like God's going to, I know this, I know he said, I'm going to reveal myself in ways they've never seen me before. So I just think it's going to be an adventure. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I mean, I the most epic adventure. The most epic ex- adventure. Mm. So I want to go over just a few things and I'm done. Okay? okay. This is when God hides you. There's a time where God hides you and he hides you for a reason. He did it to Joseph in prison. And this is part of the book that I'm writing right now. And then the weathered, the ones that have borne the heat of the day, the pioneers, the forerunners, the ones that are, that are just been laboring and they feel like they've labored in vain. It's Isaiah 49. Have I labored in vain? I've given all my strength to you in vain. And Jesus spoke to him, turned around and said, is it too small a thing for you to be my servant? Hmm. In other words, there's going to be a time when I, you're like an arrow in a quiver and I'm going to pull you out and shoot you forth. And so the weathered are going to be refreshed. The questionable path, the path when you are walking and you, you don't know where you're going and you don't know what that's going to look like. And you're, you're being given opportunities and open doors. I just uh, talked to a, a woman who uh, was at an, uh, a <clears throat> like a um, farmer's market she struck up a conversation with someone who happened to be a very famous rapper and she didn't know anything about that. And uh, words that she just spoke, she didn't speak Christian words. She just spoke language to him and, and uh, struck up a conversation. And the, this person was so intrigued by her that he asked her to come on tour with him. Come on. The questionable path, the path that you've never been on before. You don't know. And then preparation for unseen things ahead. God's going to prepare you ahead of time for what he sees coming and not what you do. Mm. <clears throat> so you want to be sure. And whatever that is, you know, if it's to um, get some supplies in your house, do that. Hang on. Mm. If it's to uh, change your currency around, get gold and silver. I know John Paul talked about that. Um, preparation for unseen things. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, water's too deep. Waters that are too deep for you. You don't think you can swim in them. Well, once you can't touch bottom, it doesn't matter how deep they are. So that would mean, you know, something like myself going to a drag queen show. Right. <laughs> water's too deep, you know? Yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like. We'll find out. I just mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, when hope fades because it's taken so long, mm-hmm. God's going to refresh you. He's going to re- renew your dreams. Mm. He's going to re-, re you're going to probably dream again what you what you had felt like was never going to happen. This goes with marriages. This goes with people that have been waiting to be married. They've been waiting for the right person to come in when when hope fades because it's taken so long. Mm-hmm. God's going to encourage you and he's going to show you that things that you've been praying for, things that you've been waiting for, even though it tarries, wait for it. Cause God says the vision is still going to happen. The, yeah. the promise is going to mm-hmm. happen. 
troubles of the world that can no longer trouble you. How's that? Hmm. Troubles of the world that can no longer trouble you. I like the sound of that. Because you know the one who's already hmm. conquered it. Be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. Hmm. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher. When it's time to walk on water, when it's time to do something you've never done before, when it's time to do something where you're going to take the biggest risk of your whole life and you don't know how that's going to turn out, but you know that it's time to do it, whether it's to move, whether it's to sell everything you've got, whether it's to, you know, whatever it might be, whatever risk that looks like to you, things that you've had in your heart and now it's time for you to do it. It's a, it's a supernatural ability to walk on water when you don't see what's underneath you, but you're just looking at him and he's going, come on, I got this mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. I've got this for you. Yeah. And the army of the unafraid. There's cr being created an army of the unafraid. They're mm -hmm. not going to be afraid of, I'm not going to fear, you know, I won't fear the plight that comes by night or whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fear you. That's what I'm going to fear, mm. you know, because you're with me, you're yeah. with me. You're going to, you're going to sustain me and keep me. Mm. So those are things that, that you want to keep in mind. I know that you can write them all down and, but it's going to be some exciting times. Don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't quit. Yeah. You know, if I was going to quit, I'd have done it before now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Long and time ago. Next week, you know, we're going to be down in Vegas and we're going to be four days in a, in a porn convention, which is probably the most emotionally um, taxing type of oh, thing I go I into. I, I just have to get prepared. I have to, I got to have God just saturate me with his heart and with his love. So I don't, I don't crumble. I don't fall apart mm. when I see some of the stuff yeah. that goes on in there. Yeah, it's rough. And so anyway and if anybody wants to sew in hey we're we're down go to my website we there got we go thing you can you can help us go cinemagill.org.org org. pray for us for sure yeah. but that's four full days and we yeah. have so much fruit we have our camera we'll be having film uh, mm -hmm. highly edited film <laughs> yes of course highly lots of blurry film. stuff i'm lots sure of blurry stuff in the back. <laughs> so anyway yeah that's what's going on awesome well this is like this is a really meaty word, um, but you know, I wanted to make sure that we had time to actually like get it out. People can come back. You can watch this if you need a feel like you need a course correction. You veered off course. You can watch this. It's a good reminder. Um, or other people that are interested, you can send yeah. it to them. Um, but and, you Cindy, know, God doesn't. He doesn't judge us. I mean, He knows right. that we're human. Yeah. He knows that we goof and we we do things, and so. Um, Anyway, I um, I just, what was that? Oh, so um, you know, he knows this. So yeah, yeah. yeah we linked the, your word that you were referencing in this okay. to in the description. Just a reminder to anybody who showed up okay. late. Link is in the description up here in Facebook, down here, everywhere else. But Cindy, can you pray for us? Just uh, pray yes. us into twenty twenty three. Okay. God, we just want to thank you, Lord. We want to surrender right now. We're going to yes. surrender all. Okay. I surrender all. We're just going to throw up our hands and we're saying, God, I want you to be it unto me according to your word, mm -hmm. according to your will. And God, to the strength 
of the length of days, we're going to have strength of days for the for the things that you've called us to do. I wanted you to, uh, Lord, open our eyes, our spiritual eyes to see you in ways we've never seen you before. God, give us the ability to, to gain discernment and sensitivity and be able to hear you, Lord. Open mm-hmm. our ears to hear your voice. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open us, God, to new things. Open us to brand new things, mysteries, things we've never seen before. You're doing things in this day that even said you said in Habakkuk, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe them. And so, God, we just say, please help us to walk in step with you, in cadence with you, God, mm-hmm. that we would not fall short. We wouldn't shrink back. We're not going to give up. We're not going to stay offended. We're not going to stay hurt. We're going to surrender that. We forgive people that have blown it, that have we've uh, that we've uh, hurt and offended. God, we ask for forgiveness for that. And Lord, we just want to forgive and release people that have offended us or that have hurt us, God, or have ought against us. And we've and they've done things that that have been not good. And so we're asking for you, Lord, just to give us your heart, Lord, lay your heart over our heart. Like it said, lay your heart over our heart. God help us to see and to know and to discover and to move forward in um, sensitivity in humility. God teach us uh, to be okay with change and new things that we've not ever done. Uh, Teach us to, let go of things, uh, just like you showed Corey Tim Boom how she just open handedly said, Whatever you've given me, God, if you want it back, you can have it. Whatever you want, if you want to give it to me, you do, and I'll just keep my hands open because I want, I don't want to hold on to things that you're trying to get me to get rid of. And I ask you, Lord, that you would just saturate us with your with dreams and visions and angel visits and supernatural experiences and god give us the ability to know that it's you teach us how to be daughters and sons teach us how to see you as dad who loves us who is never going to let us be plucked out of your hand Mm -hmm. god give us um the strategies that we need in order just to to make sure that we don't get ahead of you or fall behind god don't let us get too ahead that we just come to putting our trust or our action into assumption, but God, that you give us strategic instruction on what you have for us in the days to come. I pray that you would bless um, Elijah list and Elijah fire. God, that you would bless this ministry that goes out to all over the world and give so much hope and so much encouragement to people. And father, I just thank you for blessing upon blessing upon blessing for ministries and churches and pastors that are weary and tired. I ask you to strengthen them. I ask you Lord to re encourage them to restore them into a place with you where they can let go of all the things that they don't need to be doing that you want them to have a life too, God. You love your servants. Mm. And I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for for, for just this exciting year. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's coming. We just know that you're it. We know that you're our, our source. You're our provider. You're our healer. You're our instructor. You're the great and mighty one. You're the most high. You're the ancient one. You're all wisdom. You're all knowledge. God, you are all comfort. And God, you're going to remove trauma from us, Lord, and labels from us, God. And you're going to help us to see those and take them off so that we no longer live under old, old mindsets and old things that don't have any 
um, application that they don't even pertain to us, God. We just thank you, Lord, and help us to be your hands and your feet and teach us how to be bold and that we they show up in the world, that we no longer abdicate our authority into a world that doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. We are going to take that place. We are going to take that position. Yes. We are going to show up and we're going to be lights in dark places. And we're going to watch you, God, do exceeding abundant above all that we even dare ask or think in the days ahead. And it's just the beginning. So I thank you, Lord, for doing it. I just thank you, God. I thank you. I pray and bless Jeff for his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Make it really great and special. Mm-hmm. And and just give him just downloads and handfuls on purpose, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, just new days for you, Jeff. You got new things coming. You got new revelation. Mm-hmm. And it's creative. I just pray for the creatives. Download them with all yeah. these crazy, weird things, inventions, new things, things that will provide even resources that will just go off the chart that will become viral um, that people have need of that you didn't that they didn't even know they needed it. And so I just thank you, God. Those are another thing is inventions, new inventions coming. And um, and the world's going to be in awe of the things of God and the people of God. Yeah. yeah. So thank mm. you. And Jesus, we just love you. We mm. love you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Cindy. That was that was an, that was an epic word and an epic prayer. Epic, so, pure, epic word, yeah. long word. Whole lot of epic coming in 2023. Yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So obviously we mentioned cindymcgill.org. People can get a lot more information, resources, but plug your book one more time for us. One more time. Words yeah. that work. Let yeah. me see if I can do it. Yeah. Hey, Words that work. Words that work. Also, I have a training thing called Learn and Launch. It's a one-day training. It's oh, awesome. in person. And I do it because I want to see your face. I want to do impartation. Mm-hmm. Um, anointing is transferred through association. Mm-hmm. And so when you show up and you do, we're doing one in Austin. And then we're also going to do some outreach to the uh, South by Southwest, um, which is a music film festival that they have down there. And so uh, we're going right into the belly of the things that are happening in the world. And, um, and so get trained because it's important. I can't take you with me on some of these outreaches unless I know that you know the language and that you know not what to do and what not to do and things that we've learned having gone out for so many years and God teaching us himself. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Cindy, thank you so much. Have an amazing new year. Yes, you too. Uh, I can't wait to hear about your, uh, your um, Las Vegas outreach. Yeah. That's going to be hardcore. Thank you for praying for us. About oh yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Keep her in prayer. What, what day do you, what, from what day to what day are you going to be there? It's uh, the third through the eighth. Third through the yeah. eighth. All right, everybody be praying. Um, everybody, just a reminder that we do not have Elijah fire next week. Uh, we're going to take a week off and then we're going to be back on Monday, January 8th. It's going to be great. We're starting a new teaching series then with Ivana Tia as well. It's going to be fantastic. We'll talk about it when we come back, but Everybody, just have a blessed new year. Did I say January? January 9th. Monday, it's on Monday. It's a week from this Monday. So January 9th. Um, So everybody be blessed. Happy New Year. And we will see you in 2023. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. 
Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.